friends, uh, Charles Bishop and Neely, they follow Jackson State football and having dinner with them. I mean, they said this team feels like nobody can score three times on them. Three times. He didn't say if it was three field goals, three touchdowns. Prairie View has scored twice. Touchdown field goal. That's how good this defense is. And whoa, they are as good as advertised. Fourth best in all of FCS. It got to get to the point where whoever we're doing the broadcast that week of the game, they're going to sit down with y'all because y'all know us better than everybody. Sure. And y'all know some of the inside stuff we do. that I may not tell them because I don't trust them. But sure. Trust us. Trust y'all. appreciate that. We trust. appreciate that, Coach. Much love, baby. Hey, it's Warren Sapp, number 99 in your program, number one in your heart. Whenever I look for Jackson State or Coach Prime information, I go to the pregame show. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lindstrom. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the free game. Free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the free game. And welcome into the Wednesday night edition of the pregame show. It is Bishop. It is Neely. Post-celebration bowl. And Neely, let me start here. Congratulations 
to the North Carolina Central Eagles on winning uh, the Celebration Bowl, winning the, the national championship. They played one tremendous game. You take your hats off to them. Uh, classy fans. Uh, I tell you what, uh, it was a tremendous game. Uh, Tigers didn't go out on the high note that we were hoping for, but it was still a tremendous season. Man, instant classic as it relates to that game. You know how you have those ESPN games that they rerun as instant classics? You know, mm-hmm. to have a bowl game to go into overtime, ABC, you know, couldn't have asked for uh, a better production, man. So what a game it was. But rewinding from that, Chuck, just what a season it was. I think yeah. uh, effective about week eight or nine, uh, the Tigers continue to just add to the record books. You know, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, 12-0 with the conference championship. Uh, finished the season 12-1 and with that bowl game lost in the Celebration Bowl. But in my mind, that does not erase or negate the history that was made for this fall 2022 season, man. 12-0 with the conference championship, 12-1 counting that bowl game. And what a game it was. What a game it was. Uh, and you mentioned it. Uh, another conference championship uh, came up short in the Celebration Bowl. But uh, I tell you what, I, I thought the team's preparation uh, going into the Celebration Bowl this year was completely different uh, as opposed to last year. Uh, sometimes you, you just come up short, and that's what happened in this particular game. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Chuck, you know, let, 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 let's just let's just let's talk about the elephant in the room. Everybody <clears throat> is saying that it was distractions that cost the Tigers their victory. Uh, distractions in the announcement of Coach Prime and his departure from Jackson State to, to Colorado, and that that had a play in the outcome of the game. But I tell you this as a person who was at practice the two weeks leading up to the bowl game, as a guy that was in team meetings leading up to the bowl game, these guys were much, much more focused than they were compared to the regular season and definitely more focused than they were compared to the bowl game last year. You know, I think, you know, when you're dealing with anything, everything has something to do with it. You know, this team has been through water crisis, been through tornadoes, been through power outages. You name it, been through food shortages on campus, been through a pandemic. I mean, you name it and have persevered. Mm-hmm. I'm just not buying into that uh, that announcement is the reason we lost. I just think we tried to do too much, that we had particular uh, players that were uh, not aligned, not doing their assignment or their technique, and uh, we and the wheels start to come off. When you look at this game, man, totally dominated in time of possession. Uh, yeah, and, for team to, <clears throat> and for a team to rush for nearly 300 yards if you're rounding up, it really just kept the offense off the field and the defense on the field too much. But I know we're going to get into all that quarter by quarter and outcome in the game. Hey, Chuck, it's postseason, but it's pre-Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well, brother. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Kwanzaa to our, our fans as well. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, but, well, you, you put know, the black and black college sports <laughs> network. I told you Merry <laughs> Christmas. You said he hit me back with happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> what about uh, hey. Hanukkah? Hanukkah to our Jewish friends out there. Just do it all. Hit them all. Hit them all. Exactly. Hit them all. Man, let's get into the breakdown of this game. A tremendous game. Uh, North Carolina Central came out on top 41 to 34, as we always Mm -hmm. do. We kind of take a quarter by quarter breakdown of it. 49,000 in attendance at this celebration bowl. Uh, Tremendous atmosphere, tremendous festivities leading up uh, to the bowl game. And the game itself, it was, like you said, an instant classic. Uh, Let's take a look at it. North Carolina Central, they take the opening kickoff and they go seven plays, 60 yards, and they're able to put points on the board as they were able to move the ball downfield. Yeah, uh, you know, they they were able to put points on the board and, and, it was one of those instances where you looked up and you're like, oh, man, they're, you know, they're about to score and do something no team has done before scoring the first drive. End up getting a field goal out of it. Uh, and I think one of the things that kind of shook us, uh, us being the, the, the Tiger football team, was not that they scored, but on our first possession, you know, we did the three and out thing and yeah. didn't get anything out of it. So that was, that was already setting the tone for the defense being out there more than they should have, could have, would have more than they that had they have been in the past 12 games leading into that game. Uh, you mentioned it. Uh, we go three and out. Uh, then uh, I believe there's a turnover uh, there in the first quarter. Travis Turner with the fumble uh, set North Carolina Central up in great field position. They go four plays, 67 yards, and they are able to punch it in on a Darius, Davius Richard uh, touchdown. 10-0 is your score early here in the first quarter. 
Yeah, and you you called it. I mean, a turnover, uh, a fumble. Uh, Chuck, I, I'm not looking at the stats in front of me, but I, I think we fumbled every game this year. And it's like, I, I think we fumbled every game this year. And at some point, you are what you do and you do what you are. Uh, and we consistently have turned the ball over. Uh, and there were games in the past that, of course, being 12 and 0, you know, you were able to overcome that. Uh, but that was a stolen possession there and really almost like two stolen possessions. Uh, you know, we always put our defense on the field first. They're able to get three points. We go three and out. They're able to get seven points. Uh, and then uh, and then that's off of a turnover. So three and out and a turnover, that's two possessions that we didn't get anything going. And the key to the to Tigers taking the wheel out of their opponents is starting fast. And that took away the fast start. That took, did take away the fast start. Uh, North Carolina Central, they jump out 10 nothing early. Uh, Jackson State, they're able to come back on the next possession as we've watched all season uh, that when this team gets pushed, they push back. Uh, they go four plays, 64 yards. Uh, Shadour Sanders, he finds D.J. Stevens. D.J. Stevens has been a tremendous revelation from the tight end position this past season. Uh, he gets the Tigers on the board. Uh, extra point is good. Score is 10 to 7. Man, I wish uh, the fans could have seen that play in practice uh, mm. because it was a one-hander by D.J. at practice. And DJ and I had breakfast uh, game day morning, and I said, man, you know, it is what it is. If you don't see it in practice, you're not going to see it in the game. And mm -hmm. uh, will we see the one-hand grab? He said, well, you know, that was out of necessity. Hopefully I'll be able to get both hands on it. So that same play that was worked on in practice over at Georgia Tech uh, was the first one that got us on the board. And you're exactly right. DJ Stevens from the tight end position, uh, local Jackson area kid, was able to get us on the scoreboard. And and all season long, Chuck, can particularly juxtaposed to the two coach prime seasons in the past, the fall and that COVID spring really got a lot out of the tight ends this year, not just blocking. No doubt about it. Uh, shout out to DJ's parents. Tremendous job in terms of their support of DJ all season. Uh, one of my guys, Wayne Stevens. Uh, Jackson State then, uh, they go on the attack again. Uh, this time, Shador Sanders, he steps up in the pocket. He finds a streaking Kevin Coleman, 85-yard touchdown pass. The Tigers go on top 14 to 10. You know, uh, hopping ahead when I say this, man, when you look at the impact that Kevin Coleman had on this game, the impact that Shadur Sanders had on this game, the impact that Travis Hunter had on this game, and as we're sitting here today on the early National Signing Day period and to think about the impact that those guys brought to Jackson State University and for it to show up in a bowl game and show up early. Uh, I know we're going to get to the second quarter, but I, I think what was Shadur like uh, – 13 or 14 by the time. Yeah, yeah. Time. It, it you know, uh, just, really, really hot. Just, exactly. for, just phenomenal numbers and productions coming from the offense. Uh, but it was the defense uh, that, that really now at this point was starting off slow and really giving up scores, you know, every other possession or so. Yeah, and as we uh, transition now to the second quarter, uh, and, I, and I noticed this, and normally when we get that lead, uh, that's when the defense sort of takes over. But you take your hat off North Carolina Central in regards to a drive that they had here in the second quarter. Uh, they go 11 plays, six minutes and 50 seconds off the clock, 75 yards. They punch it in. Uh, Jamari Taylor with a 10-yard run for North Carolina Central. Uh, Central goes back on top 17 to 14. And, and that was, I think, a very pivotal drive because uh, it showed that Central was more than willing uh, to, to, to answer uh, the, the beck and call, if you will, of the Jackson State offense, they were going to be in this game. Take names, places, teams, logos, mascots out of it. If I tell you that one team had the ball 38 minutes and the other team 21 minutes, if I tell you one team had no turnovers and rushed for almost 300 yards, you're going to bet 100 out of 100 times that that team won. Now, this game ended up going into overtime. It was a nail and an instant class, like I said before. But when you got the time of possession and how NCCU dominated the run game and our defense just couldn't stop the run and get off the field. It's amazing that it went into overtime and it really shows how this team is built to withstand these kind of punches because statistically from the run analysis and, and from the time of possession, this game looked on paper like it was 35 to 10, but the Tigers not only in the game, had to lead at halftime. No doubt, had to lead at halftime. Uh, we take a look, uh, moving along here in the second quarter, uh, Jackson State, they're able to answer that North Carolina Central drive. They go nine plays, 85 yards 
Only three minutes and 11 seconds off the clock, but they go back on top 21 to 17. Uh, Shadur Sanders showing his elusive elusiveness, getting uh, open and being able to score on the run. Uh, touchdown, Jackson State, 21-17 is your score at this point. Yeah, 21-17 took that 21 points into the half. Uh, Shadur at halftime was 30 of 40. I'm sorry, the end of the game was 30 of 40 with four TDs. But you you kind of got the sense the way we regained that offensive momentum going into halftime that we were going to run away with the game uh, in the third quarter. Uh, of course, that didn't happen. But momentum was clearly on the Tigers' side in the second quarter and going into the halftime. 21-17 is your score at halftime. Uh, Jackson State gets the ball back uh, after halftime. Uh, a quick three and out. Uh, and at this point, North Carolina Central, uh, they get the ball and they go uh, 12 plays, 87 yards, 7 minutes, 21 seconds off the clock. They go back on top nearly 23-21. And that particular drive early in the third quarter, after a three and out, that's when you saw statistically bearing into the game that these guys are really, they have the momentum. Because anytime in college football, you can do a seven to eight minute drive and get points out of it. You know, it puts the other team just in a different uh, dynamic and scheme than what they came in prepared to run. Man, hats off to NCCU for executing their game plan. Uh, you know, it was that old when you played the Patriots when they had Brady or you played the Colts when they had Peyton. The best way to beat them is to keep those guys on the bench to keep the offense off the field. And the methodical drives that they were doing running the ball, that run game was phenomenal. Uh, pivotal point here in this third quarter, Jackson State, another short drive. They punted to North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central, the Jackson State defense, they're able to answer the call, get that offense off the field. But right in here. North Carolina Central with a huge fourth down execution uh, where it was a fake punt and they were able to get downfield. Uh, they were able to turn that into three points. Uh, Adrian Oligo, 21-yard field goal. They go six plays, 61 yards. Took another three minutes and 44 seconds off the clock. But at this point, NCCU 26-21 is your score here in the third quarter. Man, that fake punt was everything. It was. <laughs> hey, I mean, what a brilliant play call. What a what brilliant execution! Uh, you know, reminded me of that Super Bowl with the with the Saints. You come after come back after the half and like, no, you know what? We playing with house money. We're the underdog. If it works, it can be one of those nails in the coffin. If it doesn't work, it's not like it takes us out the game. Uh, so it's just something that the Tigers are looking for. And uh, as we caught on to it, that it was a fake. The execution was so spot on as far as the run and the route, et cetera. Uh, that that man that that play right there was one of those plays of the year. If you're an NCCU fan, no doubt about it. Twenty six twenty one is your score here at the end of the third quarter. Neil, we got a Dotty Brook here going into the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, you knew, but I think the feeling for us, at least on the sideline, was uh, Jackson State was going to make plays. They were going to make plays, and you felt like at some point, you know. They just they were going to do what they had to do to take over this game. Uh, I tell you what, uh, we get here in the fourth quarter. Jackson State goes 11 plays, 45 yards, only three minutes and 51 seconds off the clock, but Shador finds Travis Hunter, 18-yard touchdown. Jackson State goes back on top, 27-26. Uh, Two-point conversion miss, but it felt like the momentum was finally back in our favor. Yeah, it, it did feel that way. It felt like regardless of the stats, again, when you look down, uh, at our sheets, Chuck, and you saw how they were just dominating in time of possession. Even at even at halftime, it was you know overwhelming. They were dominating. So by the time you get to the fourth, they're way up in time of possession. You still never felt that we we're going to lose this game. You still never felt like that we were the ones in trouble. You know, yeah, they made a couple plays. You know, gambling with house money, but we the big bank over here. So you never felt like we were out of control or out of the game. Even with the failed two point conversion, which that was just a math call. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you you play the math again, like I said, about going for that fake punt. Uh, it doesn't kill you if you don't get it, but it does a lot of damage if you do get it. So you err on that side and go for it. Uh, but to have Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter hook up, you know, everybody in the stadium, everybody on the field is looking at two to 12, but you still couldn't stop it. Uh, and, and, and that was one of those places like, yep, we got we got this. We're here.
We're here. No doubt about it. And both teams showing championship medal. Uh, they're duking it out. I mean, uh, uh, you take a look at NCU. They steal momentum. Jackson State comes back, steals momentum back. Uh, they're trading blows here. And you knew this thing was going to come down uh, to the final, you know, minutes, the final seconds here in the fourth quarter as we continue to go through. And I thought this was a pivotal, pivotal drive here. Jackson State goes on top, 27-26. North Carolina Central is able to answer that drive with an 11-play, 73-yard, six minutes and 48 seconds off the clock drive. Uh, they get a touchdown out of this drive. They go back on top, 34-27. to 27. Uh, Jackson State now gets the ball with, I believe, four minutes and some change left. Everything on the line here, Neil. Well, just be glad that that drive wasn't seven seconds longer because by the time we got the ball and finally able to score and tie the game, it was done on fourth and 10 with seven seconds on the clock. So if North Carolina Central just used seven more seconds, we don't even go into overtime. It reminded me of Chuck Bishop versus Neely, 1994 in the Honors Dorm, John Madden. Whoever got the ball last going to win. And for the record, <laughs> Neely, Neely wasn't an honor student, didn't live in the Honors Dorm. I used to hang out there and drink and smoke. But nevertheless – that's what it reminded me of, Chuck, because defense was out the window. You yeah. know, neither team was stopping neither team. Whoever had the ball last was going to be in control. And like I said, it, 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 it comes down to fourth and 10 with seven seconds left. And Shadur Sanders finds Travis Hunter for a touchdown. And, of course, that extra point ties the game. Yeah, and let's go into that drive. I mean, that drive is 15 plays, 81 yards. It took literally all four minutes and 28 seconds off the clock. But two things stand out in that drive. There is a fourth and some change. Shador scrambles around right in. It looks like, you know, they were uh, uh, the Eagles were going to corner him. He finds J.D. Martin. J.D. Martin makes a leaping grab on, I believe, a fourth and seven. Uh, mm -hmm. which was set up, uh, I believe it was third and 17, and, and Shadur was able to find uh, Shane Hooks for a big uh, big game, 11-yard game. Sets up before the seven, J.D. Martin makes a tremendous catch to keep that drive going. And subsequently, uh, I tell you what, my heart stopped at the end. Shadur found uh, Travis <laughs> in the back of the end zone. Uh, I think everybody in the stadium knew where it was going, but they were still able to make the catch with yeah. no time left on the clock. Man, what a pass, what a catch, uh, what a moment to do it in uh, with those two big names, you know, the number one recruiting nation, uh, the top quarterback when we got him, uh, uh, when he, we flipped and come, came to Jackson State. And so it was almost storybook. I mean, it, it was reading like a fairy tale. So now you got even more confidence that, oh, we're going to win this game because there's no yeah. way that it's fourth and ten with seven seconds left and you score with zero on the clock and you lose. Like, momentum is clearly on your side. But shout out, man, to J.D. Martin, uh, who hadn't been getting a lot of playing time this season because Savion Wilkinson was doing his thing, and then Tito would come in. But J.D. showed up big on that play. Shane, Shane Hook showed up big before they keeping the drive alive. You know, we remember that fourth and ten with seven seconds, but you're right, Chuck, spot on it. The two plays leading up to that score are really what put us in that position. No doubt about it. And like you said, I, I, I know the feeling on the sideline was – you know, we've tied the game, and now, you know, now comes the defensive stop. Now the momentum is in your favor, and all you can do at this point, and I have to be honest, I take my hats off to uh, Matt Leone and Trey Oliver, uh, the brain trust over at North Carolina Central. Uh, they answered. They answered the momentum. Uh, they get the ball first in overtime, and they were able to punch it in, one-yard score, uh, Davis Richard, uh, and they were able to uh, – take the lead. Uh, so now everything is set up for Jackson State uh, to get the ball here in overtime and see what we can do. And you I'll know, tell you what, go, go for at, it. But even at that point when they scored, you just know, okay, it's just going to be double overtime. You know, yeah. there was there was nothing about uh, what was executed on our end in the fourth quarter tying the game up. And even with them scoring first in overtime, overtime rules, we get a shot at it. We got to score mm -hmm. a touchdown. There was no sense of doubt on that sideline in that Tiger huddle that we were not about to do this. So even then you think, like, okay, well, you know, I hope you didn't book an early flight out of here because uh, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> this might go two or three overtimes because we're not folding. Uh, and so then yeah. we get the ball and, and, and it's our turn. 
Yeah, uh, then it's our turn. Uh, we had a, a golden opportunity there. Aiden Hagler uh, in the uh, end zone, uh, ball in and out of his hands. Uh, bless his heart, man. I, I, he put everything uh, into this season, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm I can only offer you know my uh, deepest and deepest heartfelt Jackson State love to that young man because he played his heart out for Jackson State. Came up short there with regards to that catch, but uh, I've seen him make that catch all season. You know. Yeah, you know one of the things you talk about playing his heart out. Don't forget. Uh, that touchdown catch that he made week one with Fam U. In Miami, uh, he, yeah. he battled through an injury, was in a boot for a while. Uh, and one of the key reasons, Chuck, and this is something people don't see, one of the key reasons that we didn't have successful tight end play against us is because of what Hayden does on the scout team for us. You know, mm-hmm. giving those great looks at practice, giving the number one defense all it can handle and showing them a better tight end that they were face on game day. You know, DJ Stevens was you know on the field for that same play, and it, it drew up uh, uh, Hayden's way. Uh, but it was one of those sets that, you know, Tim Brewster has come up with uh, where the ball went to the open guy. And, you know, I, 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 it happens in football, man. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a Jackson. Cowboys fan, and I still yeah. remember I still remember when the Giants won the Super Bowl as a wild card because Patrick Creighton dropped the ball. Uh, you know, it, oh, it, it, I remember it, that. Yes, it yeah. dog. It, it happens. It happens on a professional level, all the way down to First Baptist Church flag football league. It happens. Uh, but for people to attack this young man and say that he lost us the game, it's just not true. Football wise, you know, if he makes that catch, you know, we still got to make the extra point. It goes into double overtime. You know, you still have to stop them and do it again. You don't know what the outcome of the game was going to be if he makes that catch. But here's what we do know. We know for a fact that you give up almost 300 yards rushing to the other team. You let them have the ball almost two times as long as you had it. You turn the ball over and they don't. They get a fourth down conversion and you don't. The game was in their favor well before that young brother dropped that pass. Uh, so for people to be out there clowning him, and I get the jokes. I, I, I'm cool with the jokes. But when it reaches a level of, of threats and violence and, you know, you need to transfer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pure, that, that pure just, silliness. That has no place in Tiger Nation, man. It's, and, and frankly, it's an embarrassment uh, that it even took place. No doubt about it. Uh, you mentioned some stats, and I want to throw this out there. And literally, Neely, we have not seen uh, a team – uh, quite honestly, punched his defense in the mouth. Uh, you know, there's no other way to say it. Uh, they rushed for 276 net yards uh, yeah. against the number one team in FC, number one defensive team in FCS. Um, we just hadn't seen it. Uh, you know, there's no, no other words that can say it. And, uh, you know, if you go to the, the pregame show YouTube channel, uh, you will see where we posted the, the scouting report from the defensive staff. And NCCU didn't do anything that this team did not get prepared for from a coach's standpoint. We just failed to execute. And I know there's a lot of chatter out there about we were missing players. And, and I say name them, and people will throw some names out there. But the guys who hopped in the portal were not starters or major contributors to this defense. Yes, they added some depth in places. Uh, but, you know, when you, when you look at that, a Catron Evans had entered the portal or a Josh Griffiths big country entered the portal. These are not guys that were leading the team in tackles or sacks, that kind of thing. Uh, you were missing True Thompson and Niles Gaddy uh, for decisions and, and actions of their own. They were, these were not coaches' decisions. Uh, so we were short those two guys. But even short those two guys, man, giving up 276 on the ground, uh, letting allowing that much time of possession. This team, defense is based around and built to what Dennis Thurman motto is, prevent points. We failed to prevent points. We failed to get off the field. Uh, on third down, and that's what put us in the position of overtime in the first place. Yeah, we take a look at the tail of the tape, uh, individual stats. Uh, Shador Sanders, I mean, you talk about going out on your shield, uh, 30 of 40, 349 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Kevin Coleman, the freshman, seven catches, 137 yards. Uh, Shane Hook, seven catches, 70 yards. Travis Hunter, four catches, 47 uh, yards and two touchdowns. DJ Stevens, three catches on a touchdown. Uh, Dallas Daniel had three catches in this game. I mentioned J.D. Martin with a huge catch in this game. But, Chuck, uh, give, it, give, it, give, it, give me that big number, man. Give me that time of possession. Give me, Jackson uh, State, give me, give me Jackson State's time of possession versus NCCU's time of possession. 
Yeah, let me get to uh, the time of possession because I thought that was a huge, uh, huge thing in this game. And of course, you, you know, when you're looking for it, you can't find it. But uh, I, I'll find it here in a second. But oh no, I got it. I, I was just, I was just, up for I was, I was, I was deferring to the stat man. Like you know, it, it is <laughs> NCCU thirty-eight minutes nine seconds. Jackson wow. State 20, twenty-one minutes fifty-one seconds. Thirty-eight minutes to twenty-one minutes time of possession. So. Undoubtedly, I think this is the first time all season that I thought I saw the defense winded or, or gas toward the end of the game. Chuck, how 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 are you not? Yeah, you know, the time of possession is not a defensive stat; it's an offensive stat. It means the off the other team's offense had the ball. They had the ball thirty eight minutes. Thirty eight minutes, Chuck. They had the ball thirty eight minutes. That's a lot of time for the defense to be out there, uh, and and you know. When you deal with statistics, medium mode mean, you know me, Chuck, I took it four times. It's two parts. I had to take both of them twice. So I, I know this stuff. I don't know. Jack Stanley taught me nothing. He taught me that. <laughs> at some point, whatever you're good at, you're going to mm -hmm. have an anomaly where you're bad at. You know, I, I don't care if it's an assembly line right up here at Canton and Nissan. At some point, a part is going to come off the car. You know, it, it's, it's, it's part of the process. You do something 100 times. You know, you're going to get it right, 98, two anomalies is going to appear. This defense for Jackson State has showed up 12 games, showed up 12 games. And I would say to you, Chuck, that on more times than not, it was the defense who won us the game and not the offense. Mm -hmm. It was it was the defense taking their their offense production totally away. It wasn't sure. it wasn't just us scoring points. Because, you know, we had some nail biters. We had some momentums. We had some games that could have gone either way, even though we were undefeated. But our defense all year long did the damn thing. But no when doubt. you're out when you're out there for damn near 40 minutes of a 60-minute game. Going way out. And it's 13 games in now. And you're playing yeah. a team that's been off for a month. Great point. Great point. But, those, but, at, but, but Chuck, those are not excuses. We got to ask it. We lost the game. Hats yes. off to NCCU because I don't want nobody to try to chop up with Neely saying it, make like he got crocodile tears or something, and, and, and it's saying it that that they didn't beat us, we just lost. No, they beat us. They won the game. No. They came no, in I'm with a sound game plan. They executed that game plan. We failed to execute ours. And even in that imperfection on our end, we're still able to force overtime. But when you look at the stats, they won this football game. No doubt they won this football game, and I'm a, I always say this: I'm a big believer in scoreboard. A scoreboard always tells you who the better team was, and on this day, North Carolina Central, uh, they were the better football team. They were deserving, and they got it done. Like I said, uh, this was the first time all year uh, that that defense, that, that Jackson State defense, was hitting the mouth and uh, repeatedly hit in the mouth. So you, you take your hats off to a masterfully called game plan uh, by Trey Oliver and Matt Leone. Uh, when you take a look at uh, some nuances within the game, I thought they did a great job in terms of slowing the game down. Uh, if you noticed, uh, they got a lot of uh, good yardage on first downs. It left them in, you know, second and short, third and short, where they were yeah. able to just move the ball down. But, that, but, but uh, you know, that's the crazy part, Chuck. We were, we were tied in first downs. They had 24, we had 24. You know, but 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 you're but but that's what that's what I love about your stat, man. You're digging deeper. Yes, we were tied in first downs, but their second downs were second and short. Ours were second and manageable or or second and long. We had to work for those first downs. They right. were getting so many yards on they were getting so many yards on first down that their entire playbook was open to them for the exactly. next downs. You exactly. know, uh by the time we got to second down, it may be second and seven where we're passing. Well, they're second and one. They could pass long, short, run the ball, QB sneak, flea flicker, do anything uh, because they were they had gained so much on their first and controlling the yards. Uh, man, again, hats off to them, man. What a ball game, uh, you know, for that to have a to, first of all. To play in a bowl game is a tremendous accomplishment. If you're playing football in December, hats off to you. Mm -hmm. Thousands of college football programs in the nation. <laughs> And maybe about 150 or so are playing football in December. So ha hats off to both teams for playing a football game in December. But for those guys to show up, and they were the underdog on paper, we were undefeated. They had an impressive record, you know, 92, I think it was. But they came in and they 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 accepted that underdog role, 
and they did not foul or ban. They said, no, you, you're in a fight. And I think, Chuck, one of those key momentum, you talked about it earlier, that fake punt, that fake punt, when they kept that drive alive and end up scoring subsequently after that, that was one of those pivotal moments in the game was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. They, oh, they, yeah. they, throw the, they throw in the kitchen sink. Right, no doubt. I was tremendously impressed by their ability to answer Jackson State's uh, scoring drives, and that's just something we had not seen all season. Uh, like I said, I think I mentioned it earlier, we have been used to the Jackson State defense sort of taking control of the game. Uh, and you only needed an e extra possession or two to make sure things stayed the way they stayed with regards yeah. to Jackson State controlling the game. And yeah. you just take your hats off to them. It was a tremendous game, tremendous atmosphere. Uh, I can't be any more uh, proud of my Jackson State football team, but congratulatory of North Carolina Central as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. 12 and 1 is that, Chuck, that ain't no accident. That ain't coincidence. That ain't bad new bears just getting it right one time. We won 12 consecutive games in a row, and that 12th one was the conference championship, making it back to back SWAC championships for this team, for this recruit class, if you will, that came in together. Uh, so for them to come in, not lose a conference game in two years, think about that now. Shadur Sanders on the quarterback. And, and his compadres that came in with him have never lost to a SWAC opponent and then won two SWAC championships in that process. Did we lose two celebration bowls in a row? Sure we did. Wish it was different? Absolutely. But it does not erase what it takes to get there in the first place because to get to the celebration bowl, you got to win your conference. And there's been a lot of people go to the celebration bowl in the past but they didn't get their undefeated in the conference. So you cannot allow this sour taste, this outcome of this game, to erase what was 12 and open forward with the conference championship, back-to-back -back conference championships. Back-to-back -back conference championships. And and now we pivot, Neely. Um, let's talk about that a little bit in the room. Uh, Coach Prime, uh, a lot of assistants, players uh, going to Colorado now. Uh, and now this Jackson State team we so love now belongs to T.C. Taylor. And mm – -hmm. It's about keeping that momentum. Uh, 18 games have been won in a row in the SWAC. It's about keeping that momentum uh, going forward. I think today is uh, National Signing Day. So, of course, uh, we're going to get some reports of some, some guys that have uh, signed with Jackson State. But uh, final analysis, uh, what do you take a look at with regards to this Jackson State football program? Uh, well, when you say final analysis, I'm going to interpret that as the Coach Prime era. Uh, I think that hats off, you know, to Coach Prime, to this coaching staff, to the young men they recruited and coached. You bring in coaches to win football games uh, and to change lives. And that's what happened. You know, he inherited a roster that spring season was still able to do some things. But by the time he and his staff got their first recruitment class in, you know, undefeated in conference, two SWAC championships, uh, leading the nation, leading Mississippi and in, in colleges, Mississippi and graduation rates of football players. You never heard about any junk going on in the streets like a player was involved in this and that. So just an above the board managed program from, from bottom to top, top to bottom. Now, as you turn the page and go to the T.C. Taylor era, if you watch the pregame show, you already know where Neely and Chuck stand on T.C. Taylor. Uh, we have been singing his praises and in his corner uh, since day one. Keep in mind that fall season, and we were first swept to swag. You know, he was in control of the offense. Uh, and you look at the production that the wide receivers uh, were able to do when he moved to a uh, wide receiver coach. And here's something I'll point out about uh, TC. Uh, you know, he was brought here years ago under Coach Hendrick as sort of that coach in waiting. Like, you know, be on the staff, learn the ropes. You're the next head coach. Well, then Coach Prime arrives and it kind of, you know, moves to the back burner a little bit. And there were literally people out there questioning, is, is T.C. Taylor ready for this job? Well, if he was ready three years ago, how can he not be ready after three years of coaching under with Coach Prime and winning back-to-back -back swag championships? So, Chuck, I am looking forward to the T.C. Taylor era. Uh, I think that it's going to be a phenomenal uh, watershed moment in, in Jackson State history. I believe he's going to be able to recruit. Uh, he's already been able to retain talent which that's something yeah. our, our fans have to understand out there in this new age of college football. This year to year, December through February, this ain't about who you're getting from high school out of the portal. You have to re-recruit your own team. You have to convince guys to stay with you and, and to see some of the players who are opting to stay at Jackson State. You know that's because of T.C. Taylor and Coach Owen relationship capital that they've built. And I imagine that between tonight when that final list comes out, 
all the way to February, the final signing day, you're going to see Jackson State be all right. We're going to be fine. T.C. Taylor can coach his ass off. Uh, I think I hear that our first we, – we're playing week zero this year in the SWAC Challenge plus South yeah. Carolina State. Uh, so we don't move right into the SWAC schedule. That'll be week one um, down in Miami, Eastern Conference, us against FAMU again. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the T.C. Taylor era. I think he has what it takes uh, to coach, recruit. Looking forward to him building that staff. Uh, which I know is underway if he has some names in-house uh, that will be coming out soon. So it, it's going to be a great passing of the baton. And here's one thing I said months ago before we knew what Coach Prime was leaving. One thing about Coach Prime at the time he was here, we had the distinct advantage of the next coach getting the program from a coach better than that coach founded. So many times in the HBCU space or in the swag, you hire a new coach, because the other coach was fired, because something went wrong, whether it was losing, whether it's NCAA, whether it's APR, you name it. So now the new guy has to fix all that crap and try to win games. Well, guess what T.C. Taylor doesn't have to do? He doesn't have to go get a Walmart deal to build a turf field. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to go get an Under Armour deal to get new uniforms. He's inheriting a program that was better than when Coach Prime got it. And so what that's what you want. You want your programs to be on a crescendo, on a rise. So sure. when you when you put TC Taylor's skill sets into play with what we have infrastructure wise, I'm looking for great success this fall. Uh, you know, it's it's Chuck, it's hard as hell to go undefeated. I am <laughs> I'm not I am not sitting here saying Jack State is gonna be, you know, eleven and 0 this fall, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. TC Taylor's gonna win some ball games and I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere around eight and three or nine and two in his first year. Yeah, I would not be surprised whatsoever. We we both are uh, staunch supporters of TC. We know he will come in and keep this train uh, right on the track. I, I can't wait to see what he does with his staff, uh, with the players that he brings in, because uh, we both know and, and understand TC Taylor is a winner, and that's what we want at the head of our program. And I tell you what, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, there's there's going to be some, and uh, uh, when I say personality changes. This is not a negative or a positive. It's just it is. Uh, you know, we got used to in three football seasons with Coach Prime, uh, a lot of emphasis on social media and how social media is used to recruit. And, and frankly, that kind of thing is just not TC's personality. You know, he's a, he's a workhorse. He's a grinder. Uh, and so you may see some some differences in that kind of style of what's done and shown on social media. But when it comes to the X's and O's of football, when it comes to preparation and being dialed in and recruiting the best players uh, and and making sure that they are capable of living up to that Jackson State standard, that high standard that Jackson State football is known for, there's not only not going to be a drop-off, I think there's going to be a rise in it because TC is from the culture. TC is not an outsider. TC played at Jackson State. He's from Mississippi. Uh, he always wanted to come back here, coach. Uh, he's a product of his HBCU. So there's going to be some things that change in the post-prime era, but there are going to be some things that accelerate in the TC era because they're, they're, they are two different personalities. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's been a tremendous season, 12-1. Uh, and one. Uh, We shared a lot of laughs uh, <laughs> during the course of this season, uh, and it has been a phenomenal I think three seasons with Coach Prime. I I I have to say uh, the work yeah. ethic. That which 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 coincidentally, which coincidentally are the three seasons of the pregame show. You know, we started the live pregame show February twenty first, twenty twenty one, when we played uh, Everett Waters and Troy Aikman was the first guest. And so these these three seasons, Chuck have uh, and and you know we've gone from just live on Saturdays to live on Wednesdays to special segments, you name it. Uh, but these past three football seasons compacted into two calendar years uh, have, have been phenomenal, man. It's been, been a great ride. Been a tremendous ride. I'm going to enjoy playing golf for a couple of weeks here before we uh, get back on the grind again. Man, man it, it'll be March before you know it. It'll be, it'll be spring <laughs> camp. It'll be spring camp before you know it, man. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, 12 and 1. Uh, and I, the players are, are, are the memories uh, that I'm definitely going to have with regards to this season. Uh, you know, sharing laughs with with uh, uh, Aubrey, uh, my God, the whole defensive unit, the coaches itself. Uh, it has been one tremendous ride this 2022 football season. We'll come back next week and we'll put a bow on the entire year that was uh, Jackson State Athletics, Jackson State football especially. Uh, but, you know, 
I, this was a special ride, man. I hope people understand it. Yeah, and I it was special, and I hope they understand it. And uh, I appreciate the blessing uh, of being able to be a part of it and covering and chronicling it and making it part of history on YouTube because you just think, Chuck, if we could sit back and watch interviews of Jimmy Smith, you know, from, from 1992, you know, but watching in 2012, that's the kind of thing that Jackson State Athletics with, with A.D. Ashley Robinson has been able to accomplish. The stuff that we've been able to chronicle and save and put out there ain't going nowhere. So 10 years from now, you know, when, when Auburn Miller is in the league and up for Walter Payton Man of the Year, you're going to be able to go to YouTube and watch what he was saying then, you know, uh, refuse to be denied. This shit don't stop like this. Like, right. so I'm I'm looking forward to as time moves on and part of that time being moving on. Y'all back your toes up if they on the table because I might step on some. Part of that time moving on is that we got to get over something. I know we're grieving. I know we're mad. I know we're in our feelings and I'm not judging that and saying somebody's right or wrong. But it's hard to appreciate history while you're in it. You That's think true. about you think about remember the Titans, right? That's very true. You remember that, you remember that movie, Remember the Titans show? Very much so. When you watched the movie and Coach Boone made them get off that bus, pivotal point in the movie. I bet it wasn't pivotal the day it happened, though. Right. Right. I bet them parents were mad that day. I bet the players were mad that day. 30 years go by and it wins the damn Oscar. Something you once boo becomes something you cheer. So I would say to people, be patient. Even with the players that have left Jackson State, whether it's declaring for the draft or the transfer portal or going to Colorado, the coaches, these guys are forever linked to JSU. No matter how you feel about it right now, they are part of our rich history and legacy. And whatever they do going forward, is part of our rich history and legacy. legacy. They're always part of Jackson State. Once a tiger, always a tiger. I'm just looking forward to how it all shapes out and shakes loose years down the road. And we remember that Coach Prime era and the back-to-back championships. Because keep in mind, Chuck, you see behind me, I got Muhammad Ali up on the wall. I remember a magazine cover, y'all had arrows sticking in them. Then the That's next true. thing you know, he's lighting the cauldron at the Olympics. That's all true. you need, All you need is just a little time to get out your feelings. And then we can appreciate stuff that we were all a part of. And everyone was a part of this rich history in Jackson State football these past two seasons. Undefeated in conference. Back-to-back SWAC championships. Could not have said that any better, man. I think in due time, uh, we will get through, you know, whatever feelings that we're feeling right now. And we will appreciate uh, this this time period, uh, yeah. this, this era that was – uh, Coach Prime. So now, now Chuck, you know, every time every time I say something profound, I mess it up with some BS. So he he go to mess up. He go to mess go, up. Go for it. I have seen brothers walking up and down the street all my life with Alabama shirts on, Georgia shirts on, LSU shirts, God forbid, even Ole Miss shirts on. Nobody says a word. <laughs> Brother walks into the barbershop the other day with a Colorado hat and everybody mad at him. Like, what hey man, wait, wait a minute, man. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> At least he got on a hat that, that we have some attachment to. Like a dude walked in behind him, oh, this shirt on, y'all ain't saying anything. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I knew you had to do it. I, I, I mean, but Chuck, I mean, yeah. tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm crazy. Right. You, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong, man. You ain't wrong. Man, you don't you don't know nobody from Auburn coaching staff or players from Auburn. But you got the old hat on. Yeah, you got the old hat on. Here you actually got got a, a relationship with somebody in Colorado. Like, hey, where that? You know what, man? Just sleep on it. Pray over it over Christmas. Remember the season. In the new year, get out your feelings. And uh, we're going to be okay. Jack State football is in a better place than it has been. And some of those recent eras that were not ERAs, they were E-R-R-O-R-S, eras. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are, and now T.C. Taylor gets his chance. We should all be just leaning in in the foxhole, man in the post, going to get the water, chop wood, whatever it takes to help this brother build this program up higher than it is now. And that means not just recruiting class. That means financial support of the Department of Athletics, especially directed toward football, so he can keep doing the mission at hand. And let's get us a couple more back-to-back championships under T.C. Taylor. No doubt. And you touched on it, the pregame show itself. Uh, we started roughly three seasons ago. And during the course of that, we've, we've changed, you know, during, you know, 
stay linear, if you will, uh, to, to keep abreast of the times, to, to keep forward momentum with regards to uh, this program, with regards to this show, and things won't change in that regards either. No, no, absolutely not. There's going to be 85% of the pregame show is going to still be the pregame show. But just like the past three seasons, 15% is going to change. Change is inevitable. You have to adapt. You have to improvise. You have to overcome. Uh, we have different schedules uh, as far as who we're playing on the road. Uh, you have different personalities of coaches. And, and, and I'm not referring to the head coach, T.C. Taylor. I literally mean the assistant coaches that are coming on board. Uh, so you you may not get the information out of the new coach of linebackers that you would that you're used to getting out of Andre Hart. We all as fans, supporters of the pregame show have to navigate this this new wonderland and take what we can glean from it and share that with the audiences. Uh, so there are going to be differences. Anytime things change, things change and change is okay. It's okay, y'all. Like it's yeah. okay. It, no doubt. You're you hey, like Ali Love says with the end of bike rides, you're okay. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, I, I, I know I just took you thirty minutes to Tabata, but you know if you if you can hear me, you okay? You okay? <laughs> there it is, right there, man. No better place to put a bow on this Wednesday show, man. Uh, Jackson State twelve and one, and coming short in the celebration bowl. But again, as we mentioned, swag champions, back to back swag champions, uh, and it was a tremendous season. Um, don't let the the loss in the celebration bowl damping your spirit in regards to this football team. It was a tremendous, tremendous season. It was a tremendous season. This is typically the point in the show that Chuck tosses it to me to say something lewd and crude as we get out of here. But to help me remember the reason for the season, I position the home studio so the cross on Capitol Towers be behind me. And Chuck, for the first and only time in 2022, I'm not going to end it with some sexual innuendo or double entendre. I'm just going to say Merry Christmas, and we're going to see you next week, and I'll tell you Happy New Year. But y'all see the cross back there, or back there, which I don't know what you're leaning. There it is. So nothing, Chuck, don't try to say, hey, pardon thoughts. I ain't saying, I'm not saying nothing about wet, nothing about something going in something. I ain't making no kind of references like that. We are going to remember the reason for the season, Chuck. No doubt about it. <laughs> With that being said, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas from the pregame show. Merry Christmas from Black College Sports Network. We'll see you next Wednesday as we wrap up the 2022 year. It's Bishop, it's Neely, and we out of here. You still thought it was coming. I know you thought it was coming. I know you saw. I know you, I know you did. <laughs>